was uh, one lonely piano up here. And I think we had like three or four piano players here tonight, and it's a shame to have a lonely piano. We gotta get those pianos filled up. Lord willing, uh, Lord willing, we'll have an organ in here soon too, because if, if my mom's around, I'd like to see her back on the organ again. All right, let's have a little business meeting right now. How many would like to see mom back on the organ again? <laughs> yes, one of the few unanimous votes we've had lately. Good job. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. Um, Aunt Lorita's helping a little bit with that too, so we'll keep it under wraps. Uh, Aunt Lorita, right? We won't let mom know until we we got a plan, and we'll we'll uh, we'll spring it on her, and she'll just feel obligated at that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is, it's nice when we have uh, extra instruments up here as well. Um, if you play an instrument, you know, we'd love to have you uh, play during the services. Sometimes we have guitars, we have a violin once in a while. Sometimes, uh, well, yeah, what else would we have? A trumpet, accordion maybe? Seth's got to come back for us to... Anyone else play the accordion out there? Fess up! Accordion players? Anyone? No? Lauren, did I see your hand there? Oh, okay. I, 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 no? Okay, just fix me. Got excited. I thought maybe Lauren. Uh, hey, go on YouTube. They'll they'll teach you. We'll we'll provide the accordion. Okay. All right. We got to take her. This is man. It's a compliant crowd tonight. This is great. We're making uh, making headway. Um, anyways, yeah. But just uh, it's nice to have different instruments and and uh, it's biblical as well. You know, the Psalms. They had, a, they had all kinds of instruments going on. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's go to Second Timothy. Chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, doing the, the series on the family and, um, and emphasizing uh, thankfulness. It's amazing how many, how many topics thankfulness is associated with in the Bible. And it says here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. What's the next word say? Unthankful. It is, it's, a, it's amazing how, you know, we're doing this series on the family and, and the Lord knew where I was going to fall tonight and what we're going to be talking about. And uh, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. And it seems to indicate that there will be, this will be prevalent. Uh, all these things will be prevalent. These perilous times will be prevalent um, in the, as it says there, um, in the last days. And uh, say, wow, you know, how could it be that a whole society would be characterized by such a dreadful list. Well, not only is we saying tonight, is it true that Jesus never fails, but his word doesn't fail either. 
And when people start to think that they get, they're too smart for God's word, a lot of things go south in a hurry. And uh, let's go to, uh, to Proverbs chapter 29, verse 15, because I think what you're seeing is a generation which is characterized by all those things. Right in the middle of it, it says, uh, disobedient to parents and unthankful. Because we are not, uh, um, we're not following God's word when it brings to, to bringing up children. And, you know, the Bible has the perfect balance for things. When my boys were younger and, and I taught through the, the Bible, you know, I'd almost have to, I almost felt like I had to be a little apologetic, you know, because, I mean, what did I know? I'm teaching on, you know, I'm teaching on child training and my kids are like, you know, one and three years old. And, uh, yeah, I mean, of course, you can, you can still handle them pretty good when they're one and three. Well, I've seen some people who couldn't handle a three-year-old, but maybe a one-year-old everyone can handle. Um, and, uh, and, and people almost give you the attitude of, well, you're teaching on child training. You just wait. You'll have your time, you know. Um, and, I mean, I'm not saying that those times didn't come. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we, we, we've tried to stick to what God teaches about the family and about bringing up children. And his ways are timeless. And they work. And they work. And, uh, and so now, I mean, you know, I, I know that uh, all of us are a work in progress. My sons are a work in progress, but I am very thankful. I am very thankful that uh, for as much as I know, you know, that, that, that my eight sons, they have, each one of them have a personal relationship with the Lord. And, uh, and you know, they can, they, can, they can hold a job and be contributors and, um, you know, they can... They can uh, they can have a, um, a Christ-like approach to things. And, uh, you know, so it's nothing to do with me. It's, it, or, or, you know, it's because if, if, if those things are, are true, all the glory goes to the Lord because His ways work. His ways work. And if you look here at Proverbs 29.15, Proverbs 29.15, <clears throat> It says in, in Proverbs 29:15, "The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame." And from what I can see just by you know the observation and the insight that I, the limited insight that I have, there's a whole lot of lacking in both the rod and reproof when it comes to bringing up children in our society. Um, you know, when I first uh, preached on this, uh, I actually had somebody come and say to me after the service, you know, you shouldn't preach on that. You're going to get your kids taken away from you. I'm like, well, it's in the Bible. You know, what else do you, want, do you not want me to preach about? Because I'm, you know, I'm going to be afraid of that, right? And uh, well, now, I don't think they're going to take my kids away from me now. So I do have a little more confidence in that regard. Um, but <laughs> uh, the Bible says it, the rod and reproof. The rod and reproof. We say, well, what's a rod? Well, the rod, it's, it's not, a rod is not a belt. A rod is not a ping pong paddle. A rod is not, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, not a, uh, um, it's not a rolling pin. Um, it's not just about any other instrument that you want, might want to, in any moment of your frustration, swing at somebody. 
The rod is a rod. Um, it's, it's a branch, a stick, or a dowel is what that term means. All right? So it, it does talk about the rod there. And it says the rod and reproof give wisdom. You say, well, you know, how do we know this is, this is talking in regards to children? Well, because the verse continues. But a child, in contrast, a child that does not face the rod or reproof, a child left to himself in relation to these two things. Right? They're not, they don't, they're not um, subject to, to the rod or to reproof. Bring, they bring their mother to shame. And these general principles, it's amazing, you know, that they do come true so many times. Because you have that whole list that you see there in, in 2, Corinthians, 2 Timothy chapter 3. You have those disobedience to, to, to parents and unthankful. And then all those things that are around it is kind of like all the options of what ends up, ends up happening when you, have, when you have young people that are just left to whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. And, you know, when, when they're left to their own devices, the, the Bible says that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. But it says the rod of correction will drive it far from them. And so as a Christian parent, you have to ask yourself, do you want foolishness to continue to be bound in the heart of your child? If you want foolishness to continue to be bound in their heart, then don't follow the Bible. And that'll happen. And when foolishness is bound in the heart, foolishness portrays itself in all those ways that we see there in, 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 in those perilous times. Um, but if we want wisdom instead to characterize the heart, then we need to follow the Bible prescription. Now, the Bible doesn't say the rod gives wisdom. It says the rod and what? Reproof. Reproof is to bring to light, to give evidence, to convince. It's really a relational term. Uh, well, it's like the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16, I think it is, that it says, you know, when, the, when, the, when he has come, he will reprove the world. He will reprove the world. Right? That doesn't mean he's yelling at the world. Doesn't mean he's getting after the world. Doesn't mean he's irritated and frustrated, and so he's like, you know, having a meltdown with it. So, um, it means to, to engage and to bring light to, to convict, to convince. It's a very relational term. It's an instructive term. Okay? Now, the Bible doesn't say um, reproof gives wisdom. But a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. It doesn't say the rod gives wisdom. It says the rod and what? Reproof. Or reproof and the rod. That's what the Bible says. Um, now, how does God deal with us? Well, God, God doesn't just give us the what. He gives us the why and the how. Um. He doesn't just give us what for, <laughs> but he, he teaches us, he instructs us, right? And, you know, lazy parenting a lot of times just gives the what, but it doesn't bother giving the why or, or the how. Aren't you glad that God doesn't just give us the what, but he, he like explains to us why, you know, and, and how things work, and he shows us how to do it? The Bible is very instructive because God is he's, he's in a personal relationship with us. He doesn't want it just to be, you know, do this because I told you so. 
He wants to show you how it works, how it all fits together, and how it's conducive to, to, uh, to, to, to godliness and, and vitality and, uh, and, and to uh, uh, life according to his design and his, his ways work. And so I'm, I'm big as far as, you know, reproof really has to do on, with the what, the why, and the how. And it's along the way, like we saw in Deuteronomy chapter 6, it's being willing to explain things. And it's not just, look, I told you what, and you didn't do it, and I'm annoyed now, so you're going to pay the price. And if I, can, if I can reach you right now, you're going to feel what I was talking about. That's not what it is. All right? This isn't a, um, this isn't a, a, look, abuse of a child is about the lowest thing that any human being can do. Abuse of any kind. The Bible does not teach abuse. It doesn't. At all. Now, some people love to lump it all together, right? If you're, if you're going to have the rod and reproof, you know you're an abusive parent. Um, the Bible teaches the opposite. If you don't follow what the Bible teaches, you're an abusive parent. But it never teaches us to, uh, look, okay, so I'm, I'm frustrated and angry, so I, I thump the kid. It never teaches that. It never teaches, my child embarrassed me in public, so they're going to they're get something for that. That's not what it's about. All right? And we'll see more about uh, um, how the Bible works in just a moment here. But take the time as a parent. And I know, you know we have some parents that have young children here, and, and uh, we have some, some, some young people that are going to have children in the future. Um, you can have, you have, maybe you have grandchildren. You can, you can pray uh, you know, for your, uh, your grandchildren's parents that they... Uh, that they, you know, follow God's word in these things. Um, if you're watching online, you have children. This is, this is what the Bible teaches. And so take the time to not just give the what, but teach the why and the how. That's relationship. That's, uh, that's along the way. That's discipleship. That's reproof. And uh, when there is a time for the rod, there's a time for reproof along with that as well. In other words, and look, after the rod, the child shouldn't be wondering, like, what was that all about? I mean, I could tell my parents were ticked off, but I have no idea. Well, you know, I, I, I guess I deserved it, but I, have, I really don't know what, what, what really happened. Right? They should have, that shouldn't be the way it is. It should be very clear and, and very under control to say, you know, we talked about this. Um, this is what happened. And, and, and God says that, that has, to be, that has to be dealt with. And I love you. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, we're going to do that because, you know, because I love you and because I want to follow, you know, we want to follow what God says. And explain what the issue was there. Explain it. And, uh, and show, you know, when a, when, a, when a child wants to know why, if they're not being a smart aleck, you know, explain to them why. Don't be lazy and say, well, you know, I don't have to tell you because I'm bigger and stronger than you and you just do it because I say. Well, that's kind of obvious to them already. A little kid knows that. Like for you to say because I said so, they know that already. They're like, yeah, all right. Um, but when, a, when, a, when, a, when a, somebody who's in a discipleship takes the time to, to explain the, um, the why and the how along with things as well, that's good. I mean, God wants us to understand what, why, and how, right? And we can pass that along to, to our children um, as well. And uh, the Bible teaches us that anger does not do God's work. But, uh, but neither, does, neither does passive parenting. 
You know, we like to, we like, to like, you know, go to extremes. Well, I, I never want to be an angry parent, so I'm just going to be a passive parent. Well, the Bible doesn't teach either one. You know, we know that anger doesn't do the work of God. But passivity and apathy doesn't do his work either, right? Being proactive according to his work uh, does. And it takes the God-prescribed combination of the rod and reproof of the child when they're young uh, to deliver wisdom according to, to the Bible. And the Bible says, uh, Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing. It's the main ingredient of the recipe. All right? And, uh, and so, at, at, like, like, you know, having, I mean, having a, a life without wisdom is like, I don't know, having, a, having a, an ice cream sundae is just the toppings. There's no, there's no ice cream there. Okay? It could be something like that. I would say, uh, you know, burger without the bun, but that's kind of an in thing right now, I guess, you know. To, um, I won't tell you what those are called, but. Uh, anyways, um, so, but, so, like, to, to say, it's the main ingredient. The main ingredient is wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. And, uh, and so, there's something called now gentle parenting. And gentle parenting will probably do, for most occasions, except at the rod application time. All right. <laughs> the problem with gentle parenting is that it does away with what the Bible teaches. And a lot of times it's just reproof, watered down, ad nauseum. All right, so you got the little kid and you got him, you got him cornered after he did something bad and you're just going to go on and on and on and on very gently about how that was disappointing and this is what was done wrong and we're going to reason and rationalize how that wasn't a good idea, and let's have a psychotherapy session, and I'm going to be your shrink for the next 45 minutes, gently, so that you will get this as a young child of two years old. That's not going to work. You know how I know that? Because the Bible says it's not going to work. Now, that child does need reproof. It does need us to know, you know, what God says and why that's good and why that's wonderful. And God, you know, God knows and, and, and you know, and God says that, that you need, you need to, to obey in these areas. And, and, um, and, and so you can gently, you can gently parent, but when it comes to the time for the rod, it's not going to work. I tried it, all right? I don't, as a dad, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite moment. To, to, to apply the rod. Um, I was going to say my wife was much better at it than I am, but that doesn't sound too good either. Uh, but, uh, you know, so, like, I was just like, you know, I, I, oh, man, I don't like to give a spanking, but I knew it had to be done, and I knew if I just did the old, like, act like I'm swinging it fast, but then, like, stop right at the end and just tap them, you know, that wasn't going to work. So you, you had to use the rod sometimes. And it wasn't a, you know, they're running around, you're trying to catch them and beat them and swing anything you want. It's just, it's just a, it, look, this is what happened, all right? You were rebellious. You were obstinate. You were stubborn. Now, I know Eric's never going to need a spanking because he's, ne he's never any of those things. I don't think he ever will be. Um, the only time I've seen him cry, I think Silas pinched him or something. 
Um, he's he's going to be a perfect little boy, never needs spankings. Yeah, like grandparents can do that, but parents can't, okay? <laughs> parents cannot afford to do that. In fact, you know, it's, the Bible teaches that it's the parents that, that primarily um, are the, the reprovers and the disciplers. Uh, others can be involved in that, but I don't, I don't believe personally that anyone else is involved in the rod application because the parent has the heart, should have the heart connection there, which offers the full context in a loving relationship to apply the rod if needed. All right, our parent, you know, God, well, he's also our shepherd. The Bible says, um, your rod and your staff, your rod and your staff, give me security or comfort me. The rod... Uh, for shepherding is more the discipline, getting them, getting them in line, okay? Thump them in the line a little bit, all right? Um, the staff is, you know, draw them near. Draw them near in order to spend time with. The rod and the staff, the rod and reproof. The rod and reproof give wisdom. And uh, the rod is part of God's uh, prescription. Um, Reproof is only half the formula. And uh, it can be, you know, uh, reproof can be an exhausting act of futility without the application of the rod. And the rod can be uh, a fool's errand without reproof. All right? Let's look at some passages here. Um, Proverbs 13.24. Proverbs 13.24. Proverbs 13.24. I know this is really practical and... uh, but the Bible's clear. Proverbs 13, 24. You know, the time for applying these things passes pretty quickly. Because if you're learning this and your, your kid is like 14 now, you know, and you're just, and you're just, just learning this now, you know, it's, uh, you can reprove, but the, the time for the rod, you know, that's gone. All right? Um, and so the, the, the time where this, this is going to be effective is in those uh, formidable years, uh, B times, um, early, and uh, is what the Bible teaches. All right, so it says here in, in 1324, it says, He that spareth his rod really loves the child because a parent that loves their child would never strike them with a rod. See, it says that right there in the Bible. No, it says, He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him B times. Uh, what does the Bible say? The sons that God loves, what does he do with them? He chastens them. And the ones that he, if he were not to chasten somebody, then that would indicate that they're not really legitimately his children. That's how, that's how strong of a concept that is in Hebrews chapter 12, right? And, and here it says, um, he that spareth his rod hateth his son, and he that loveth him chasteneth him, in the context of, of, of the rod, be times. That means early and when needed. Early and when needed. All right? A lot of this is common sense. I mean, you know, uh, you're not going to use the rod on a, you know, a, a newborn. Okay? Um, because at that point, you know, they, they can't, Look, think about it. What are you using the rod for? For obstinance, rebellion, right? Foolishness being bound in the heart, right? Uh, they, 
they can't even know really to make the decision at that point. I mean, I, I know you're seeing, you know, the, the, uh, the, the kid's going to have a little bit of an attitude because they dropped their pacifier or because they're not eating yet. I understand that. But it's not a, a rebellion and obstinance at that point. All right? It's just they're hungry, so they have no other way to express themselves, right? Um, and I know, I mean, you can see the glimmers of the sin in nature, you know, coming to the surface there. But just obviously... Um, you have to, this is, this is within the context of a child who knows what's going on, they, they, they've heard the what, they've understood the why and, and then the how, they have to go about it, and they still just decide otherwise, very clearly, exercise their will in a contrarian fashion, all right? You say, well, that's still going on, my 16 years old. But again, use common sense, all right? Um, I knew when my boys reached a certain age, okay, you know, it's no longer, this isn't the type of relationship we have at this point. You know, I know you got a beard uh, and, and you're 6'3", but get over here, I'm going to give you a whooping. All right? It's, it's not, I mean, that's, we just know, don't we? I mean, that, that, those times have passed, right? And so there is a, there's, a, there's a, a window there in which this is going to be effective. But the Bible says if we don't use it within that window where you actually hate our child, it's the essence of hating our child because we don't care enough in order to deal with them. And that's why then you have a whole society of young people who are flesh-driven, lovers of pleasure, right? Um, And they're just driven by their feelings. Whatever their emotions dictate, that's what they're going to do. That's the society we live in right now. Like everyone, all these decisions, all these things that, 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 are, that are, you know, they're, they're reacting towards right now, all these things that, that, that they're just making believe about and, uh, you know, saying that we want this to be true, we identify as this being true, even though everybody knows in their heart that it's not. I mean, all that stuff is just feeling driven. It's, it's flesh driven. It's because foolishness is still bound in the heart. All right? Um, and, uh, and so... Let's go to uh, Proverbs 22, verse 15. Proverbs 22, 15. Proverbs 22, 15. When my dad was in Argentina, he taught, you know, through the book of Proverbs, and he taught on this. And then parents who didn't want to uh, spank their kids, they would say, if you don't quit doing that, the pastor's going to spank you. (laughs) My dad loved that. All right? This pastor ain't going to spank I don't have to spank anybody again my whole life, okay? My youngest is 17 now. You know, if, if he's going to get a spanking, God's going to do it, all right? I don't have to spank anybody ever again. Um, and I sure ain't going to be thinking about spanking any of your kids, okay? If they're acting like demons, that's on you, not on me, all right? Um, and so, but Proverbs 22:15 it says here, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far Far from him. And we don't want foolishness to be driven, you know, far away. Let's keep that at bay. Let's keep it at bay. All right? Um, Proverbs 23, verses 13 to 14. Proverbs 23, verses 13 to 14. It says there, uh, withhold not correction from the child. Now, this is going to sound strong, all right? And you're going to probably repulse from this a little bit. But it says, for if thou beatest him with a rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. All right, what's the greater pain? Um, somebody who lives an unthankful, self-centered life that has no regard for any authority, including God, that goes on to a, a, an eternity 
um, without God in a place called hell, or somebody who in the, in the prescribed biblical fashion receives some pain without injury, receives some pain without injury related to some choices that are gonna, that's going to uh, help in the discipleship process, along with somebody who lovingly reproves them and helps them through those things. Right? You see that? Sometimes we've got to contrast things a little bit here. You say, but it's all about beating kids. Well, let's finish the, uh, the uh, it says, um, um, all right, in a way, he's, they're not going to be injured. It would never be life-threatening. Okay? Let's go to 26.3. 26.3. The, uh, the world loves to throw out the meat with the bones, you know. Anytime... I mean, if you were to ever, you know, follow the bill of prescription, you were, you're abusive and, um, and, you know, there's all kinds of political correctness that goes along with this. But Proverbs 26.3, it says, a whip's for a horse, okay? So we're not given a weapon. We don't give weapons. That's what the Bible teaches. There's no whip involved, all right? Um, you say, well, you know, my, my dad gave me whippings, and uh, look how great I turned out. Well, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But um, it, it probably he had the right idea, probably had the right idea, but the Bible doesn't teach to use a whip or, you know, um, any other instrument other than, than the rod, really. And uh, it says there, the whip for the horse are bridle for the, the ass, but it says, and that's the donkey, obviously, and it says in a rod... For the fool's back. And the term back there means, it actually means middle. That's what the term means. It means middle of the backside. It means middle of the backside. It's very particular. Now, we know what's in the middle of the backside. All right? And it's pretty much just fatty tissue, which, when struck by a rod, there's pain. Pain cells are very close to the surface, but yet with the rod, you, you, you couldn't injure. The rod should break before you could ever injure, really, on the, on, you know, and I mean, and, and so that's what the rod is for. The rod is for when there's foolishness bound in the heart, it's applied to the middle of the backside <laughs> in a way that would, it would never injure. It would be impossible to injure. It's going to hurt. It's going to smart. All right? It's going to be like, I wish I'd have never made that decision. Okay? At that moment. Or it could be like some of my sons, you know, I mean, they'd dig in there and they'd be like, I feel no pain. I feel no pain. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, I guess I got I to gotta test the strength of this, little, this rod here a little more and uh, push it to the max. Right? Um, and ultimately, they'd usually be like, you know, they, they, they'd get the point. They'd get the point. Um, and, you know, kids, I mean, don't try putting, like, objects in there, like books or whatever. Your parents are going to be able to tell, okay? Um, <laughs> it's just a different feel, you know, when you're hitting that thing. It's like, whoa. What's this backside made out of, man? <laughs> you know? Um, it's just soft tissue, and uh, it does hurt, but it never injures. It never injures. Okay, I'm confessing right now. All right, I raised eight boys, and they all got the rod. We did use a wooden spoon for a while. And, uh, and then, you know, my wife would be mixing the batter with a wooden spoon. 
And one of the boys would say, Mom, can I lick the rod? So we're like, okay, we've got to probably change that up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and the wooden spoon was kind of a little too hefty probably anyway. So that was, probably, that was a teachable moment for us as parents probably, right? Uh, <laughs> probably shouldn't be. be uh, it's probably a little too much here. You know, the spoon was like this big. It was like a paddle. Um, but uh, so it does say the rod. The very, look, the Bible is very, it's very clear. It's very specific. Now I know that, look, the armchair theologians, they'll get all fancy and everything about how that's never really talking about. It's just talking about like the rod is really just a stern expression on your face. You know, you get the look of, a, of, the, of the rod. You know, it's a very stern, stoic expression. And they'll get the point with that. No, they won't. They'll be like, okay, I'll modify my behavior as long as that look is on the face, maybe a little bit. But after a while, like, that doesn't really bother me that much. Like, look all you want, like, whatever, right? And uh, it won't work. Like, whatever people come up with for, for explanations for what the Bible is clear on, it's just laziness, and it's just justifying what you want to do instead of obeying God. And when you don't obey God, it will show in the long run. You say, well, your kids ain't that great. Well, you should have seen what they would, would have been like if we never used the rod. Right? I mean, some people say that, right? Uh, some people say, well, uh, um, you know, I've tried spanking and it doesn't work. Well, how do you know it's not working? You know, how do you know what it would be like if you never used the rod? Or maybe you should pray and say, Lord, is there something lacking in my approach? Maybe, maybe there's some reproof that's lacking there. Let's talk about reproof. Um, so we're talking about something that is non-abusive, safe yet painful, painful but never inflicting injury. When someone inflicts injury on a child, the Bible speaks to that really almost on a level like it speaks to nothing else. Someone who would harm a child, like I'm not, we're not talking about discipline here in a very safe manner. We're talking about abusive. The Bible takes that very seriously. All right. Um, but let's, uh, let's, go to, let's, go to, uh, let's go to reproof now. One of the terms that the Bible uses, and we'll stay in Proverbs, the book of wisdom, um, one of the terms that, that it uses almost, almost synonymously with reproof, anybody have an idea maybe in the book of, uh, of, uh, of Proverbs, a word that you see a lot that's almost synonymous with reproof? In fact, it's used, okay, correction is another, is another term that's, that's pretty close to it. Um, rebuke is, it's, it's, in the, it's, it's in the context. But there's another word that's more closely related to it. Train. Okay, train. Uh, um, we know that it says, you know, train up a child in the way you should go. That's another good word. Have, what's that? Yeah, that's, the, that's definitely, that is definitely the concept right there. Shepherd the heart of a child. All right, and uh, the, 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 the rod and the staff. Um, the term I'm thinking of, and maybe some of you thought we just didn't want to say it, but instruction. Instruction. All right. Let's, uh, let's look at the Bible. Let's look, look, go to one, uh, 1 verse 2, Proverbs 1. We'll just kind of do a little overview of the uh, book of Proverbs and hit some verses here. Proverbs 1, 2. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, uh, king of Israel. To know, what's the next word? Wisdom and what? Instruction. So we're talking about driving uh, um, foolishness out and replacing it with Wisdom. The rod and reproof bring wisdom. Instruction is very closely related to that. 
so to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding. So it's key that there be understanding. All right? That it not just be, uh, it's pretty obvious I did something wrong and I paid the price, but that they understand what the issue was, right? To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. Okay? Um, look at verse 7. Go down, skip down to verse 7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise what? Wisdom and instruction. So if foolishness stays bound in that heart, what are they going to despise? They're going to despise wisdom and they're going to despise instruction. They're going to despise reproof. If, they're foolish, if, they're, if foolishness is still bound in the heart there, they're not going to appreciate. You can give them reproof you know, all day long. You can have them signed up for the reproof course 24-7. But if foolishness is still bound in the heart, they're not gonna, it's not going to take hold. All right? Um, so you've got to have the rod and reproof when those days when they're, when they're, when they're learning, when they're young. Okay? Um, and so look at, uh, let's go to chapter 4, verse 1. Chapter 4, verse 1. This is not exhaustive of the verses and Proverbs we could use on this topic, but I'm just going to hit some here. It says, uh, Proverbs 4.1, Hear ye, children, the instruction of a, what? A father. All right? And attend to understanding. Listen to your father's reproof and instruction. And, uh, you know, I mean, the more, the more, the more that a young person heeds instruction, the less they're going to have to face the rod. Okay? Christian, the more you heed God's instruction, the less you're going to have to face chastening, right? The rod. Um, and, uh, and so um, that's kind of the point, is the child, you know, learning, um, learning to dislike those consequences more than liking getting their own way and being obstinate and rebellious, Right? Uh, it was like, it's not worth it anymore. <laughs> um, all right, so verse, uh, verse 13 says, Take fast hold of, what's it say? 4.13. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. This is a father talking to, to a son here. And then 5.23. 5.23. It says, um, He shall die without instruction. Look at that. He shall die without instruction. The greatness of his folly shall he go astray. One who's left in their, their folly. It's a very dangerous thing. Um, 833. 833. 833 says, Hear instruction and be wise and refuse not. The rod and reproof bring wisdom. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Um, look, if you have a parent, if you have somebody who cares about you to spend time with you, you know, telling you the what, but then showing you the why and the how, um, you know, be grateful for that. Receive that instruction. It, it's, uh, it, it'll help you a lot. And it'll spare you from, from a, a lot of things that, uh, that um, would be better that you just wouldn't have to face. All right? Um, look at 10.13. 10.13 says... In the lips of him that hath understanding, what is found? Wisdom is found. 
But a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. All right. Uh, 10.17 says, He is in the way of life that keepeth instruction, but he that refuseth, what's it say? Reproof. So Proverbs does that a lot. It'll say it one way, then it'll say it another way. It'll use like synonyms. So you have instruction in the first part, right? And the parallel, you have reproof. Okay? Um, so they're, they're, they're very much uh, in, the same, in the same school there. All right? 12.1. 12.1. Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. They're a dummy. All right? If you want to use common vernacular. It's not smart. It's very unwise to hate reproof. Why? Because reproof is showing you. It's opening up the understanding. It's shedding light on. It's helping you so you don't have to go through the hard knocks. And, uh, you know, I mean, unfortunately nowadays, what the foolishness that a parent didn't take the time to get out of the heart of a child, sometimes the law has to do it. You know, law enforcement, right? Incarceration. All kinds of other, you know, hard knocks that will come along because... Somebody who actually loved, you know, the law and law enforcement, they don't love citizens. Generally speaking, they love the law, right? They take care of the law. They swear an oath to the law, right? And uh, about parents, who, we swear, you know, an oath, if you want to put it that way, to God and to our children, Right? We say, we want to raise these children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We want to follow His ways so that they can have understanding and wisdom. And, and, uh, and, and we want to love them through that time. Look, we always love you. We always accept you. Just because we're having to have a time of discipline here doesn't mean that I don't love you. It's because I do love you. I, I, you know, you'll always be my son. This isn't just because I'm angry and I'm, you know, I'm just going to vent my frustrations. And, and uh, right at this moment, I wish you weren't even my child. No, it's just the opposite. You are my child. Besides God, I love you like none other. And I don't want you to end up in the cold, dark hands of the law someday or the chastening of God, who, you know, the chastening of, of, of God that, that could have been prevented if we'd have done our job as, as, as parents many times. I know the child, look, they still maintain a free will. We're not, locking, we're not talking about breaking the spirit and will of a child to the point where they're just like robotic, you know, because they're just like so reduced as a human being. That's not what we're talking about. They're still going to, look, train up a child in the way that they should go. There's still a choice that they're making in, in the way that they go there. They're still going to have a will on that thing. And I understand that as a parent, you can go all through the, 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 the Bible principles and apply them, you know, uh, through all those years, and a child still could end up making foolish decisions. But the, we don't stand a chance of getting foolishness out of the heart without... Um, well, what the Bible teaches. All right, let's just look at a couple more verses and we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, chapter 15, verse 5. 15, verse 5. This is a fool. So the foolishness is still bound in the heart. A fool despiseth his father's instruction. He despises the reproof. But he that regardeth, and there it is, reproof is prudent. That's a smart thing to do. It's a smart thing to do. All right? In verse 31. It says there, 
uh, the ear that heareth the reproof of, this is beautiful, this phrase it says, the reproof of life. It's life-giving. It's teaching about life. It's teaching about how you can have the best life, right? Um, the, the ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. And then let's look at one more verse, uh, Proverbs 16, 22. Proverbs 16, 22. It says, Understanding is a wellspring of what? Life unto him that hath it. But the instruction of fools is folly. And so that's a sad thing when, when there's still instruction going on, but the fool is so set in their ways now that they don't even, they have no regard uh, for it uh, any, anymore. Um, I did want to read these verses. I'll just read them to you. Hebrews 12, 5 to 7. It says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chasing of the Lord, for, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For, in the Lord, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons, for what son is he, is he whom the father chasteneth not? And so the idea is that a true parent is going to care enough about their child to chasten them. So what is chastening? Well, chastening is bringing, bringing that individual to that which is chaste. In other words, bringing them to, to purity, to wisdom, to that which is good. Chastening is actually a really good term. You think you hear chasing, you think negative, right? But chasing is actually it's a purifying um, uh, process and uh, an and agent, right? Um, and God, God deals with us because he loves us. Well, now the, here's the thing. The thing that's tricky about this is God, of course, always sees everything fully and he knows what's, what's best all the time. Um, with parents, you know, we're, we're fallen individuals. So we have to be really spirit-led when it comes to the discipleship process and the rod and reproof. We have to be really, we have to be doing God's work and not our own there. Um, and uh, that's, that's very important. All right, well, that's, that was, uh, that was um, some help for parents. And if you have small children, look and see what the Bible says because it'll help you. And no one's going to check up on you. You know, this is between you and God. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, the, the, uh, the God... Uh, God um, um, has, has, has the ways that are, that are best. Let's pray. Lord, I do thank you for uh, the clarity